1: Each and every Wednesday, Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire will present solid solutions to create a healthy new you. Bring your questions. Good afternoon, it's Wellness Wednesday. I'm Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire. Welcome to Ask the Good Doctor. I am here to help you attain, maintain, and reclaim your perfect health. Please jump into this conversation with me on Twitter at AskTheGoodDoc, on Instagram and Facebook at AskTheGoodDoctor. You are going to want to send your questions in after you hear this show today because we are focusing on your questions that you've asked and I will answer. That's right. So please, please. Don't hesitate to send your questions because eventually every once in a while, you know what, pretty much every six weeks, I will answer the questions that you all have asked me. How about that? I'll commit to that. Today, we're going to start off with Chrissy Boy from IG who asks, everybody thinks they are in good health. How do you know if you're in perfect health or not? Ah, thank you, Chrissy Boy. I love my people, Chrissy Boy. That is so cute. I think that perfect health is best defined by, number one, looking at your blood work. You should be taking your blood work annually it's important for you to do that at least once a year so that it can be analyzed by a medical doctor or a holistic practitioner because your blood work gives the answers to many, many issues that could be a brewing in the body. I will say this. As a naturopathic doctor, I am not looking for the same things that are in the blood work. For instance, a medical doctor may run, let's say, a TSH test, and this is the test that monitors your thyroid. I like to look at those numbers because I don't want your thyroid to be out of range. In fact, if your thyroid shows on the blood work that it is out of range, really, it's really in trouble and it's a little too late. However, As a naturopath, I look at something completely different than the blood work for thyroid function. I look at your basal body temperature. So I have you do the temperature test instead. But the blood work is a really good place to start to analyze whether or not you are in perfect health. And I look at myself. This is the way that I know I'm in good health. I make sure that my pee is clear before noon. And if your pee is really dark and you know you're drinking water, that is a symptom that something's going awry in the body. I can stand up and sit down without pain, which lets me know I'm hydrated. And if you're hydrated, things are really flowing in the body. I don't have glasses. I don't need them. That's another indicator of being in good health. So I And I, my skin is soft and supple. You can look at yourself and you can tell whether or not that your health is good or bad by doing a couple of self-checks. It's important to self-monitor. And one of the things that are great for self-monitoring, Chrissy Boy, are the fact that you can just look in the toilet. Mm -hmm. You can look in the toilet to see if your pee is clear. You can look in the toilet to see if you're pooping or not. Does it sink or does it float? Does it break apart when you flush it? I'm going to do a whole series on pee and poop and pooping. Yeah, the scoop on pee and poop. We're going to do that because we have a lot of self-monitoring mechanisms that people never consider. I ask every patient before they come to see me on in my office or on the phone to take a look At their pee, they say, they always say, I'm so glad you said that. I've really never paid attention. I'm glad you asked the question. So, Chrissy boy, I'll ask you, how's your pee? How often do you pee? How's your poop? How often do you poop? And do you have pain? Is your skin smooth? Do you have breakouts? If not, you're not, if not, yes or good answers to these questions, you're really not in perfect health. And this is how you know. I hope that answers your question. If not, send me another one. All right. Jana asks Do you have any advice on recurring heartburn? Ooh, I eat clean for the most part and drink water every day. I'm too young to be experiencing this. Thank you, Jana, for that question. I, I'm glad you prefaced that with saying you're too young to be experiencing this because. One of the things that I know that's happening now is that young people are experiencing things like recurring heartburn more frequently than ever before. I mean, it's getting to be almost epidemic proportions, I think, because young people didn't used to have these kinds of complaints. But now with the standard American diet, young people are experiencing things like heartburn, more frequently or as frequently as 50, 60, 70-year-old adults, which saddens me greatly. So, Jana, you said for the most part, you eat clean, and for the most part, you drink water every day. Yes, it needs to be a lifestyle, sweetheart, because drinking water is like putting out fire because it's called heart burn. How do you put out something that's burning? with water or with something that's really alkaline. Alkalinity can also put out a fire, which is why they say you can use baking soda for a grease fire, which I don't recommend. But you use baking soda or flour instead of using water, y'all, in that instance. But inside of the body, baking soda is also very alkalinizing and would put out a fire. The advice that I have for recurring heartburn is this. Check yourself to see whether or not you are drinking water before you eat. That can help the stomach build up those digestive juices. And one of the things that waste the enzymes that we have in our bodies is chewing gum. That's right. Chewing gum is a disaster, for the digestive tract, for the digestive system, because you're calling up saliva, but you're never sending down anything. So, and if you waste all of your digestive enzymes because you're constantly chewing gum, then the enzymes don't have enough power on their own in your saliva to do the job to put out the fire when you get a heartburn attack. So stop chewing gum because it's just a waste anyway. And it does a job on your TMJ joint in your jawbone. <laughs> Eventually, it some people experience clicking. I don't want to get off track here. But the advice for the recurring heartburn is to put out that fire with water. And you can also use digestive enzymes. I like DGL because that digestive, Glycerinized licorice really does soothe the digestive tract. Now, Jana, if you don't deal with this at your age, eventually that heartburn is going to start eroding your esophagus and the esophageal lining. But there's good news. The good news is the DGL helps to heal and it is all natural. I don't want you to worry about your age. What I want you to consider is your lifestyle. Think about when you're doing the bad things, is it worth it having that heartburn? Is it worth it after you drink that soda or after you drink alcohol and you lay down and you feel the negative experience of that burn in your throat after you have had too many sweets, let's say? even, or after you've had fast food, let's say, even, and you know it's hard to digest that food, I want you to notice, Jana. also, after you have had a bout with the heartburn, just take an analysis of what you had to eat that day. Did you eat any fruit? Did you eat any vegetables? How much water did you really drink? Were your beverages only caffeinated or carbonated? Take a look at all of those things because it matters and you will be able to lick your heartburn naturally by making some adjustments in your diet. I hope that helps. Thank you for your question. Gina from Facebook says, I already knew about parasites and never paid attention if an infestation was happening with me or not. I do have bad eczema. Is this a sign? Thank you for your question, Gina. Yes, eczema is a sign of a parasite infestation. And I am telling you, if you don't kill those little parasite buggers, I don't care how much cream or potions or lotions you put on that eczema, it may clear up for a little while. But oh, my goodness, it will plague you. Underneath, it will surface itself. And I am sure that seasonally, you may also be experiencing allergies, or maybe even seasonal asthma. Asthma and eczema really show up as the same disease in the body. The body feels it no differently. And eczema is when the body can't take it anymore externally, and it starts to Push it forward. So be thankful when you have an exit, an exemic response, because that is letting you know that your body's on the precipice of really trying to purge and clean itself, and you have to help it along. So you can do this by embarking on a parasite cleanse with a parasite cleansing kit. And we all have those little parasite boogers. Yes, we do. I suggest the Now Foods Green Black Walnut Hole Parasite Cleanser because it's amazing. And if you don't like the way things taste, I do also like Scram, their capsules. And you have to take a lot of them before it's over, but it does the job. They are equally awesome products and we all have parasites and it's to what degree we have them as to whether or not they trouble us. So at the change of every season, just before the seasons change. So the seasons change on December 21st, March 21st, June 21st, and September 21st. So I like to start my parasite cleanse a couple of days ahead of the 21st. So I like to start on the 19th and then those little boogers, when they start to get born, okay, so, you know, I'm not necessarily into killing animals, but you can't stay here. You can't take up residence because I start to itch right around my nose, Gina. And while it doesn't produce an eczematic response, it's, it's an, it's, the itching is an eczematic response. Yes. So I don't like to feel the itch. And if I wait too many days to begin my parasite cleanse, oh my gosh, my nose itches like crazy. That's where I first feel it. So I hit it with that black walnut. And let me tell you, honey, it's a wrap. So yes. We all have it. We just don't want to have an overrun of parasites. We don't want to have an infestation. So this is one of, another one of those do-it-yourselfers by monitoring how you feel and by monitoring things like your poop, you can do that. If you're squeamish, don't look if you're doing a deworming, if you're in a deworming session with yourself, Okay. If you are deworming, don't look when you poop if you're squeamish, all right, because you will expel them. But we all have it. And you don't have to go to a third world world country to get parasites. They are here drinking water, eating, especially if you eat meat, red meat specifically. And also flounder is a very wormy fish. So if you are doing any of those kinds of things and even vegetables, sometimes they still have the worms on them. If you turn them over and look at those collard greens on the back of them, if you get them straight from the farm or even get them from the grocery store where they still have a little dirt on them, you might see some worms. And it's perfectly normal. Wash them thoroughly. That's why you have to wash your vegetables thoroughly because the worms hide. Okay, so. Good question, Gina. Thank you very much for it. I appreciate you. Matthew from Twitter says, I read those reviews about the black walnut wormwood you suggest, and I don't think I can deal with the nasty taste of it. Is there any way to deworm without taking those drops? Yes, Matthew. Yes, Matthew. You know, it's interesting too. All of the guys are more squeamish than the girls, I think. Uh, that's been my experience in my clinical experience of 20 years Matthew yes sweetheart there is a way to deworm without taking those drops it's called scram I just mentioned it a moment ago and it's the name of the company is uh health Force nutritionals health Force nutritionals they also make a an awesome green multivitamin multi-mineral product called Vitamineral Green. And I just love their brand of products. So for people who don't want to taste the nasty taste of the drops because that wormwood tastes just like it sounds. It is wormwood, y'all. And But you know what? I have to be honest with you. When you put that scram on your tongue and you taste it, it's going to leave a bitter taste in your mouth. It can't help it. It's going to permeate through the little capsule. But be quick about it, Matthew. Just swallow them quickly, okay? But it's, it's not so bad that it's worth you skipping your seasonal deworming. And I think that Uh, with deworming, that it's worse on the winter solstice. And I think that it's worse in the wintertime. For me, that's at least my experience. It's a little aggressive. And also in the spring, it's a little aggressive. And so it I never, never, ever skip it. I've been doing it now more than 25 years. So Matthew, let's get on it. Let's get to it. Pick up a bottle of Scram. You can get it anywhere. Vitacost, Amazon, even at the vitamin shop and Whole Foods has it too. Okay. Thank you for your question, Matthew. I want to hear from you and let me know how the experience was. All right, Munjir hope i'm pronouncing that correctly going to bed early has great benefits but why is this something i find trouble doing consistently thank you for that you know it's interesting a lot of people have trouble going to sleep a lot of people have sleep issues insomnia but a lot of people just feel that they're night owls and i let me clear this up so Munjir, we're not night owls. We are not. We have been conditioned to become night owls. A lot of people say, I do my best thinking at night. I do my, I love it when it's quiet. It's also quiet at four o'clock in the morning if you go to bed at 10 and wake up at four. It's quiet then too. I contacted a friend today and it was about 10 minutes to seven. She had sent me a text late at night and I responded, call me when you get up or if you're moving around, you can call me before 10. And she wrote back, I'm still up since last night. And I fussed at her. I did. What are you doing up all night? I mean, literally watching movies. Okay. We all binge, right? And you can trick your body into not resting. But binge watching something every single day is awful. When I say awful, it is awful for your health. And you have to decide, Munger, whether or not you're going to choose your health or if you're going to choose that television or that computer or scrolling or even cleaning the house. I know so many people who say they love to clean in the middle of the night. Huh? Put that mop down. Put those dishes away. And I understand not wanting to go to bed with a dirty kitchen. Now, that's my thing. I understand. However, I don't understand the need to do it in the middle of the night. What is it that you're doing roaming the cabin all night? If you really knew how sleep deprivation negatively impacts your health, you'd find a way to find yourself to a bed at 10 p.m honestly. And it could be as simple, Munjir, as creating a ritual for yourself. And I find that to be very helpful. After dinner, after the dishes are done, I may watch one television show with my husband, but I say I'm out. And I make my way to my room because I need to start winding down, turning off the phone, taking a relaxing bath or shower. And I treat myself to like a spa bath or a spa shower where I always have some kind of essential oil or a nice shower bomb or a bath bomb in my water because it's relaxing. And when I open that bathroom door, I love the scent permeating my room and the house. It just smells so good. And it puts me in the frame of my mind. It's time to rest. Reading. I love to read before going to sleep or watching something that I've recorded speeding through those commercials. But I love to do that. And then I turn out that light at 10 o'clock. 10, 10 is as late as I'll go. And before 10 o'clock, there's so many benefits to being in, in concert with your circadian rhythm. And that's what it needs to be. But if you get out of whack, you can even get day night confusion. And they have those commercials with the blind man Saying that, you know, that that he has day-night confusion. I'm sure it's a, some kind of 24 medication that they do for blind people. But it's not just for blind people. People who can see perfectly fine have day and night confused. They're sleeping all day. And it's not the same restorative sleep that you get with the moon at night. So decide, Moonjir. Do you want your sleep to be restorative? Or do you just want to take a nap? because that's all you're doing because the sun is in the sky to energize us. So it's a decision and we must decide. Thank you so much for that question. Genesis asks, how often do you recommend chiropractic adjustments? Oh, thank you for that. I love the chiropractor. I think chiropractors are very much so underrated. And I'm going to have Dr. Erby on. He's a Excellent chiropractor, because the body needs alignment, and that goes right into the next question that Ethan asks from Twitter: Do chiropractic adjustments really work? And watching videos on them, I just don't trust them. Wow, Ethan, I'm sorry to hear that you don't trust them, but I I, I trust chiropractors implicitly. They've gone to chiropractic school for four long years after college. It's a really intense program. And they're really the best kept secret. And they know that if the body is misaligned, it can't properly heal. I know so many people who felt 100 times better after one single adjustment. I mean, conquering many health issues with one adjustment. Literally, I have those stories that I can share. And we're going to have some people on for testimony time to speak to how chiropractic has helped them. I've even heard stories of people being adjusted and their hearing has returned. Hearing loss, that things are pushing on the, the, the ear bone, the mandible joint, and that they can't hear. And once they get realigned, they can hear now. That's amazing. The body works so beautifully when everything is proportioned, when everything is not out of whack. So Ethan, give it a try. And I don't know what videos you've seen on chiropractic adjustments. I've seen some of those videos where people are in a park or something and they've got somebody crunching everything from their fingertips to their toes. Okay, I can see that being a little scary for you. But in a clinical setting, in a chiropractic office where they take your information, find out what's wrong with you, what are your complaints, why are you here today? And Genesis, I think you should go to the chiropractor at least once a month. That is preventative care, going to the chiropractor once a month. And now with flexible spending accounts with your health insurance and your health spending plans, you can use those for chiropractic adjustments and you don't even have to come out of pocket. And most chiropractors do take those plans. So consider it. Thank you so much, Ethan and Genesis.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
1: At what age do you advise women to start getting thermography? Mujana asks, thermography, T-H-E-R-M-O-G-R-A, instead of mammography. Mujana is asking that. Uh, I don't know what her age is, but I had, let me just define first what a thermography is. A thermography is a thermal image thermal image using infrared to detect heat. It is a scan that is looking for heat on the body. So when you start getting a breast thermography, it is looking to see if there are problems in the breast region that can't be detected through mammography. In fact, Thermography can detect something happening in the breast six to eight years prior to mammography. That's incredible. And ever since I heard that statistic, I now get thermography annually or twice a year to just check in on the girls. But you can also get full body mammography. This year, in fact, I got my first Half-body mammography and everything was a-okay. Now, at what age should we start doing it? I say that individuals can do a thermography at any age because there's no compression on the breast, no compression anywhere. You basically stand at a blank wall, and they take a heat image of your body of or the body part and look for trouble in the body. So I say get it as soon as you would like to. And it's a good option instead of a mammography. And if something does come up negatively on your thermography, you can always get a closer look with an ultrasound. All right. Mujana has a second question she's asking based on what I say when I in the show why do we should we cut down on the wine don't experts recommend one glass of wine per day yes thank you experts do recommend that we cut we use one glass of wine a day or utilize one glass of red wine per day and it's because of the resveratrol that's in the red grapes that's good for heart health but i contend there are so many ways to get uh, to get the heart-healthy benefits from the wine, from the red grapes. How about if you eat the red grapes? Wouldn't that do the body good? Okay. It has fiber as well. So you're getting not only the heart benefit, but the fibrous benefit. And the fiber always benefits the heart. I'm going to do a deep dive on fiber uh, coming up at the top of the year. But we absolutely... Don't need a whole lot of wine. Do we need, can we have a glass of wine every now and then? Absolutely. To let your eyes shine, cut back on the wine. Because if you start drinking a lot of wine or any alcoholic beverage, it's going to show up in your eyes. Why? That white part of the eye is going to start dimming and turning yellow and looking yeasty because there's too much wine, too much alcoholic content present. And that is also an indicator of what is happening with the liver. Once again, a self-check. You can self-check your liver health by looking at the white of your eye. Yes, yes. And too much alcohol starts to dim the whiteness of the eye. All right. And that's why we should do it. Thank you, Mujana. KK says, I'm amazed by your glowing skin. Oh, my gosh. What do you use? Oh, KK. Listen, honey. I think that glowing skin is really an inside job. Not just what you use on it, even though that matters, but... But the what you put on the inside is definitely a reflection of what happens outside. The same thing with your hair and your nails and the hair, skin, and nails system, the augmentary system. It's this. It's all in one. It's encompassing. So if your nails are in jeopardy, it, it's going to show it. If your skin is in jeopardy, your hair. If your hair is not growing, these are the things that keep that let you know you're alive. Yes. So. I do my green vibrance every day. I do, or and when I'm switching out with green vibrance, I'm using vitamin Green or even Superfood Plus from Dr. Schultz. I'm using those things as well to help keep keep me good on the inside. So I'm good on the outside. Actually, on my skin, I use Sabella Beauty products. They are all natural, non-toxic, that don't have anything in it that could kill me. If I ate it, it would not harm me in any way. And that's what I use on my skin and have been for a few years. So thank you very much for the compliment. I appreciate you, KK. All right. DD says, you are always talking about micro daily. Yes, I am. I should get some. Is it really that good? Yes, Dee, Dee it is that good. I stated on a previous show that if I had to only use one health product, what would it be? And I, I promise you, it would be micro daily. That would be what I use because we are under attack on a cellular level because we are breathing the air. I fortunately live in an air where the in a in a, a neighborhood, a community on the mountain where the air is fresh and clean and crisp. However, I have to go to areas where that's not the case. And so we are under assault and that puts under assault our cells, and oxidative stress begins to happen on the cellular level. And that is the beginning of all disease. It needs to be repaired daily. And I don't play around with that. And I don't take that issue lightly. I know what I know. Knowing <laughs> that our cells are under attack. The mitochondria cannot function properly if we are not repaired from the inside of that cell. And you may feel that if you're so tired all the time, we got to, and you can't look at those cells like that in any way unless you really take a deep dive with some blood testing and blood work and cellular function tests. But on the cellular level, you know if you're not doing well because of just exhaustion and uh, not being able to wake up when you want to get up, not waking up with the pep that you have or the pep that you need. And not, if you do, then not being able to sustain it throughout the day without some kind of stimulant, coffee or Mountain Dew or chai tea, mocha of frappuccinos, grande. No less, okay. All of those kinds of things are indicators, or even a, a chocolate bar. Those are indicators that you need a little boost, a little pep. If you need a little help midday, that's an indicator—an indicator that you are not operating fully on the cellular level. Microdaily really can help. I'll have the link in the description. Thank you, Dee Dee. Sylvia from Facebook asks: People don't think grief is a real thing. Oh yes. I'm glad you've taken time off to deal with your grief. How important is it to acknowledge grief? Sylvia, I have to say this. I have coined a phrase that if you don't deal with grief, grief will deal with you. And I really mean that. And grief is often overlooked like trauma. That people just want to skip all over that part. Just oh, girl, they're dead now. Go move on, move on. Excuse me. That is the worst possible thing that you can say. And you know what? When someone is grieving, however they choose to deal with their grief, is how they choose to deal with the grief. Don't you dare try to correct them. Now, I, I may suggest that someone goes to group grief counseling. I love group grief counseling. There's something about hearing other people's stories and crying along with others that help you to heal. I'm telling you, there's something about that. And it doesn't make you feel so alone that you know that Everyone has experienced some level of grief at some point, even if it's just their dog dying. We just experienced that in my family. We had to put down our dog. He was 12, my hunter-bunter. He was the joy of our life. And it was very sad to deal with that. And we had to really deal with our grief. Like we didn't want to sweep up the stairs where he had dog hair for a long time. Because of that. And don't mess with me because I didn't want to sweep, sweep up my stairs. That's how I chose to deal with the grief. All right. And it is a real thing. So if someone is asking you, why are you crying again? You know what? You might want to send those people to another room or go to another room yourself and let your tears flow. Laugh when you want to laugh, cry when you want to cry. It's very important to acknowledge how you feel because swallowing how you feel will get you in physical trouble more than anything else. Anything, swallowing that truth and suppressing how you feel instead of letting those tears flow. So do it, especially during this season at the top of the year. You know, you start feeling. Like the kids say, some kind of way about yourself or some kind of way about grieving the loss of a job, loss of a loved one, just calls up these memories as we embark upon a new year. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it with with remembrances. Deal with it with anger. Deal with it with tears. But deal with it. All right? Thank you, Sylvia. That's an important question. I appreciate it. Lane girl from uh, IG, Laney Girl from IG asks or says, I just heard that gel manicures are unsafe. Is this true? Mm Mm-hmm. It is. If yes, what is a safe alternative to gel manicures? Something more natural that looks as stunning without any safety concerns. That's a good one. All right. So, the news is out, the numbers are in, and it is certainly a fact. Gel manicures are dangerous. It's not the polish itself, but it is that light that you have to put your hands and your feet under. So much so that people are now coming up with the little, uh, the sleeves that you can put over your hands. Now I'm just going to ask you something. Is it really worth getting a gel manicure for you to put on a protective glove, a protective sleeve to protect the rest of your hand from those harmful UV rays that are drying your nails? Seriously? Yeah, I don't think so. I'd have to really check one, two, three myself on that one because uh, I'm not going to do anything that's a known carcinogen. Let's just start there. We want, as you embark upon a wellness journey, to get to the point where you are cognizant of anything that can cause you harm. And once you know something can cause you harm, avoid it. Avoid it. If I know now, and I do know now, that a gel manicure, the UV rays from the light to dry my gel polish causes me cancer, I'm never getting a gel manicure again, ever, never. I got them once on my toes. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought it was unnatural when I got it, when the polish was not moving. The polish wasn't chipping, And I thought, this is really odd that the polish just stays and stays. I've never gotten a gel manicure on my hands, but only on my toes one time. And I thought that that was just really something. And how they wanted to take it off with that uh, electronic file thing, uh uh-uh. Uh uh, no, no, no. So I I just had to back away from it altogether because that just seems strange. But then come to find out that it's the UV lighting that dries that gel polish that is the carcinogen. And we have to be careful with lights. And they even say the LED lights are dangerous. And that makes a good case for not having them in your homes. And I'm going to do a show on lighting in your homes as well. It drains you of vitamin D. So you don't need to have that because we need to, We need every ounce of vitamin D that we can get, every milligram of vitamin D that we can get. So what you can use instead, a safe alternative, there are a lot of natural product lines for the uh, natural nail polishes. And I'm going back once again to the Sabella Beauty line for the nail polishes. They have an entire line and they come out with things seasonally for the whole holiday season and then for the summer season they come out with different colors and it doesn't chip it stays on beautifully and i can use it safely and not have to worry about whether or not i'm killing myself remember whatever you put on your skin and your nail beds soaks into your bloodstream in 26 seconds 26 seconds that is lightning speed so Careful out there, proceed with caution, okay? Laney girl, I hope that helps. Thank you, Gabriel also says, he's asked, well he said, I've been fortunate enough to never have experienced any major illnesses or health scares, that's good. But with COVID-19 on the rise again, I realize that it is vital that I take care of myself and that I become cognizant of my well-being. Kudos to you, Gabriel, for saying that. Yeah, that's the truth. We must all be more cognizant and more vigilant because one thing that no one's talking about is that COVID is possibly on the rise again. Well, I don't want to say possibly. It's definitely on the rise again. And are we going to ever get rid of this thing? (laughs) Um, We don't know, but it's become endemic now. We're living alongside of it. And taking care of yourself is going to be the difference as to whether or not you contract COVID or the flu or any disease. Actually, your well-being is important for you to keep top of mind always. That's what being on a wellness journey is making decisions. Okay, everybody has a cheat day. Let's just start there. It's okay to cheat every now and again, but do you want to do it every day, all day, three meals a day? No. You don't want to go through a drive through three times a day, but a lot of people do under the auspices of being busy. Now, if you're traveling and it takes you 24 hours to get somewhere, then that's an entirely different story and we're going to do a program on making healthy choices when you're in public and have no other choices because you're in public but if you're home and you're not traveling it's called prepping it's called being mindful to make sure I'm going to eat two meals from home or at home I'm going to eat breakfast and dinner at home because I have to eat lunch out or packing a little bit of that dinner and taking it for lunch. It takes planning and it's just a shift in the mindset. That's all. You got to change partners with what you've been used to doing and accustomed to doing. You got to change partners and do that with healthier things, healthier versions so that you can be a healthier version of you. All right. Arlene from Facebook asks, why are foods banned around the world? but not in America. Ooh, child, she's going there. Yeah, foods are banned around the world. Here are some of the foods that are used heavily in America that are not used in any other nations. High fructose corn syrup is number one. Yeah, the things that make everything sweet, that we eat and drink here. Well, I, you know what? I stop saying we when it's not me because I don't touch anything with high fructose corn syrup if I can help it. So, MSG, yeah, red dye, yellow dye, ketchup, believe it or not, and genetically modified foods. We have a problem. And other nations, some of them, even though they're starving, do not want food from the United States. And I think that's crazy. That's really something that makes the case for us needing to stop. That of some nations will not take our food, and these products create oxidative stress on the sales. and it makes a great case once again for taking your micro daily every day, because high fructose corn syrup is in everything, unless you're careful. So when you go into a restaurant and they don't promise that their salad dressing even let's just look at even if you have a salad if their salad dressing just regular joe blow salad dressing i guarantee you it has contains high fructose corn syrup all right opt out for lemon juice on your salad or vinegar and water red wine vinegar and and oil on your salad and in the grocery store look at your salad dressings look at what they, uh, the ingredients are Newman's own. I love Newman's. He is, he doesn't claim to be organic, but he uses all natural products and healthy products. There are, there is, are no high fructose corn syrups in any of Newman's products. I love them. And of course, organic, or you can just make your own salad dressing and MSG. Be very careful. In my cookbook, Kitchen Warriors 101 Homemade Healthy. I have an entire section on what should be in your cabinet. And then there is a chapter called the MSG Masquerade. Ah, The MSG Masquerade, because consumers are getting savvy. And if they see monosodium glutamate, they may not buy that product. Okay. But The MSG industry has gotten a little tricky. So they are masking it in words like natural flavors. Y'all, that's MSG. I'm telling you. Okay. So grab my cookbook. It has that whole chapter uh, on the listing, triple row of listing of words that really mean MSG. Okay. So this, this is why we need to be vigilant in reading the labels. So Arlene, why are fans ban- foods banned ar- around the world, but not in America? That's a good question for the FDA. And you know what? We need to challenge them more. And they need to be held accountable more often, more frequently by consumers just like you, Arlene. So do that. I wish I had the answer as to why. But, you know, who knows? But thank you for that. I appreciate it. RG from Twitter asks, my belly button is really crusty and smelly. Is there anything I can do naturally? And I'm not going to laugh at RG's question because that's valid. She says, I don't know if it's she. Let's just take that back. RG. I don't know who RG is. But my belly button is really crusty and smelly. All right. So here's a good lesson on, on just bathing in general. And we're going to go over that eventually too. You should take your washcloth and put your finger in your belly button every single day. Every single day you bathe, clean out your belly button. It, if you haven't any, it is an open orifice, just like your eardrum, that you have to get in there and clean. And you can clean it also with a Q-tip. You can also lay down and put a drop of peroxide in your belly button, just like you can do with your ear, and it will bubble and it will clean out all of those cracks and crevices. But if you know, just like on a little baby, that if you don't clean that baby's belly button, oh, it's going to be funky. If you put your bell- finger in your belly button right now and you, it has odor, you're not hitting your belly button like you should. That's why a bath is a really good thing because that water just rinses and rinses and rinses. Or you can hold your shower nozzle right in your belly button and stretch your belly, your your skin around so that it opens up those cracks and crevices and rinse out. Rinse it out. Put some soap in there. Don't be afraid. It's yours. (laughs) But if it gets to the point where it's crusty and smelly, RG, then you absolutely need to focus. Don't skip any body parts. Don't skip. You don't skip brushing your teeth. You don't skip cleaning your ears or even behind your ear. And those layers in the ear, the folds in your ear, if you do, it will eventually cause you pain and it will eventually crust over and smell. You don't want that to happen. So just put your finger in your belly button and clean it. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining me. Those are all of the questions we're going to go over today. I promise I'll get to these every six weeks. I'll save up the really yummy ones. And those of you who've asked me these questions, you know that I respond to you directly, but I'll, I'll come public and ask them because other people may want the answers to the questions you're asking me. So please send in your questions. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I want to thank my team. Christopher Green, technical producer, IW supervising producer, DJ indie announcer, and our composer, Gene Ricks, for that wonderful soundtrack, Step To It. Thank you so much for being here. And remember to let your eyes shine, cut back on the wine, get good food fast, and go easy on the greasy. Until next time, I'm Dr. LaJoyce Brookshire, here to help you attain and maintain your perfect health. Let's do it again next week, okay? God bless
0: you. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.